0: GG Poker is the biggest online poker site and they have more players than any other on the internet. Why play anywhere else? They have a wide range of games and unique features that you just can't find on any other site. GG Poker run huge tournaments with big prize pools and they hold the record for the biggest ever prize pool on an online poker tournament. There are games for all players at all skill levels, whether you're new to poker or season pro, including cash games and exciting tournaments like Bounty Hunters and Sunday Majors. GG Poker offer popular games like Texas Hold'em and Omaha to unique games like All In or Fold and Spin and Gold. New players that make their first deposit get £60 in free play, 18 plus, new UK players only. Minimum deposit is £10, full terms and conditions apply. Begamblerware.org and please play responsibly. to get started and to help the podcast thank you very much have a great day and enjoy the show survivor 46 is here and so is on fire the only
1: official survivor podcast and we have a twist this season the winner of survivor 45 d Vyadaris, will be joining us every week
0: we're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments
2: the how and the why things happen and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me a survivor winner
3: Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts.
2: This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network.
3: This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. Simply go to geico.com or contact your local agent today.
2: This This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast
3: Network. Simply go to geico.com or contact your local agent today.
2: This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. It's a fight in. It's a fight in. Clock. It's a fight in.
1: It's a fight in.
0: Hello and welcome to episode thirty, season seven of the Fighting God Podcast. Today you're just joined by Flonius Bill. Hello, hello, how are you doing? Uh, not bad, not bad. You've been suffering the Christmas party season, yeah. Um, by not going, <laughs> by not going. Yeah, I can't be asked. So, what's 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 the ethos like at your working environment? Where are you allowed to to duck out at the Christmas party? Because some some places, you know, you, like it's part of your job. You have to be there.
4: Um, I guess it depends on the industry you work in, I suppose. Um, in, some, in some roles, it might be good to network at Christmas parties, different people from the organisation, but...
0: Case did a bit of networking at his Christmas party,
4: I've heard. He did, he did. Um, I think we have to live vicariously through him, and last weekend was a good one to live through, I'd
0: So a couple of years ago on the podcast, like, I, I kind of enjoyed the experience of you lot living vicariously through me. Now I look at Case's life and think, you know, he's got something... He's got something about him.
4: Yeah, it's not all bad. Uh, <laughs> it's not all bad. We'll leave
0: it there, because he's going to be fucking turning, absolutely, like, doing flips here, again. why don't you shut the fuck up? Yeah, we'll stop. But, um, basically, he got in... He's, like, him and a work colleague... Did bits. A male, a male work colleague. <laughs> no, there's a problem with that. It's not a problem with that. No, of course, man. Yeah, but he's just, that's what he's about, Casey. He's about that life. That's not true. We're making stuff up. None of this is true. Um... I've got a question from Tom foynes eighty-seven. He says, "Last year, I bought a Danny Rose Christmas jumper, and look what happened. Do I risk getting a Pochettino one?" Um, yes, because we get all the money. Essentially, yeah, that's 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 the that's the company answer. But I understand. I understand the uh, the, the situation where you're you kind of there's a superstition around football. There always is. Like, Massively. we always all have our own superstitions, and um, the, the thought about. The innocuous action of buying a jumper on on the internet that that, that might somehow affect the the form of our football club and, and how important Pochettino is to it I can understand it and I can get with that. It's the same with like those that bought the book. Yeah, all of you lot, you included, here are responsible <laughs> for any kind of lacking form that we have for the rest of the season.
4: Well, we weren't that bad last weekend, so you know, kind of all balances out. We weren't, but we'll, we, but,
0: but we'll say, yeah, buy the jumper by all means. Yeah, we got, um, we've got other jump. Well, we're two, we're two jumpers. Well, Dembele and Pochettino. Um, Dembele in, will never leave in, in Christmas hats. <laughs> in Christmas hats, uh, you can get them at thefightingcock. forward slash shop. Uh, get involved. Uh, all of the, I mean, Christmas. If you're being completely honest and biased, uh, sorry, not biased, but just completely honest, um, it's an opportunity to make money. And we're, we're using that opportunity to support the fighting cock because it's a bit of money that we can make during a year.
4: Flav is a super honest today. If you had two or something? But like three that. beers.
0: I <laughs> uh, had a meeting in the pub. I didn't... Uh, the meeting... <laughs> guy turned up at our uh, uh, studio and I was like, F- you know when you look at someone they come in and you don't react for a good five, ten seconds because you thought, they're not here for me. And then uh, they were. And I was <laughs> like, fuck. And we, we'd actually scheduled to do the Long Ball Street podcast at the same time. And... Um, yeah, I fucked up massively. I think they knew as well, which is <laughs> even more embarrassing. Uh, Stoke. That was fun. Weren't it? Like Back to, like, we tweeted, uh, I missed this. Because it, we, we, it was dominance. Uh, it was the, the stuff that we'd experienced and, and expect from Spurs over the last couple of years.
4: It, it was complete dominance, yeah. But um, what, what kind of sprung to mind, and so to corner boxing, boxing um, phrases like... Um, it's a bit like when Ricky Hatton beat um, Malinagi, yep. and he got knocked the fuck out two fights later. So I'm hoping that's not a false dawn.
0: From that so point of view. this is uh, Ricky um, Ricky Hatton beating knocking out well, Malinagi. Malinagi for the first time in his career. Yeah, and then then we've got we've got Pacquiao on Saturday. Uh, yeah, and then, and then, yeah, and and then yeah, and then that was was it. The Pacquiao I thought it was Mayweather.
4: Uh, no, he lost to Mayweather. He, he, um,
0: he'd already lost to Mayweather. No. So he'd come back. He'd fought and, uh, yeah, he fought Colazo and fought a couple of people. But yeah, but let's leave. That
4: but, um, but no, I think it was. I think he's a good opponent at the right time. Um, it's been much talked about how many goals you put past Stoke, and never replay him. And I think it's a double. So four 0
0: four 0 uh, and five one. Yeah, just four goal margins. Yeah.
4: Um I mean, the way I mean when the, when the team was picked, I um, mean you know, the full back issue aside, depending on what side you lean on that, mm. um, I think it's a team that most of us sort of would have gone with. And um, yeah, I think it was. I think it was vindicated in
0: the team selection. Um, how do we get? Do we need Ori and Rose back into this team? And if so, how does that happen to you? Well, I'd imagine they'll play tomorrow or tonight when
4: you're listening to it. Um, Looks like it's going to be one game on, one game off. Mm. Uh, Trippi and Davis are are the first choice, I think. Um, But
0: we saw that that last last couple of seasons where the fullbacks do get rotated. And it's just whoever's in that first 11 for certain games kind of favours them because they end up with more games. If there's a break of a a week, then the same fullbacks who started the last league game will start the next, and you kind of have to wait for your time. But the weird thing in with Danny Rose is that he's probably only got the rest of the season with Spurs. Yeah. Um, He's not 100%. Aurier's
4: not 100%, so it's understandable. On paper, Aurier and Rose are the better partnership, but on the pitch right now, you can't really say that. I would like to see him mix it up a little bit. Maybe put Danny Rose and Trippier, or vice versa, with Orie or D- it, or on Davis.
0: Is it time to kind of accept, or, or is it just about being reactive to our last performance that Trippier has value far beyond his inability to beat a man? Like his delivery again against Stoke was very good, causes absolute mayhem in their defence because he's so accurate with his he's crosses. I think it was an easy
4: game for him. Yeah. Stoke played very narrow. There was no real pressure on him. Mm. I mean, he, him and Davis were you know wide open throughout the game, and it was just an easy game. I think it was a good game for us to bounce back with.
0: Yeah, and we, well, we lined up with two defensive mid, uh, well, two players who aren't defensive midfielders, a ball carrying midfielders. But they sit deep, yeah. yeah. They sit deep, yeah, de- definitely. Um, but in, in some games where you might see Wanyama Yama or Dyer playing that double pivot. In this instance, we were forced to play a back four. Dyer had to play as centre-back. So we played Winks and Dembele. And isn't that, in, 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 a, in, in, a, in a game where, for Spurs, it's so often difficult to break down an opposing side because they're so defensive, that when you've got two players in midfield who can play football and like to create space and find ways to pull the fence out of shape, to have two of those players, was it was almost like a luxury for us. You know, Stoke... Did cause some problems. They found space on the on the counter and found space in our back back line, which is alarming to some degree. But on the ball, we were we were fantastic, uh, and I think a large part of that is about the damage that Winks and Dembélé do when they're playing together in finding space and, like I say, pulling pulling that, that that defensive back line of the opposition out of shape.
4: Yeah, I mean, what I would say about those two, but they're not very adventurous passers. And that's where we miss Toby Alderweire, because he'll always do a diagonal. And Dyer uh, to a degree, degree, does that as well when he's in, um, sitting in midfield. And I thought with Winks and Dembele, a lot of short passes. There are times when Trippie was wide open and they weren't releasing him. Well, was, what's your problem wasn't a lot Harry, of switching the play. Mate. What's well, your problem with Harry Because he doesn't switch the play. He's not adventurous. He just plays it safe. Every game, he'll have a 95 pass... Completion every game because you're just passing it to can, can the blow next to him and t- now nah, to be fair he's just twenty yeah. I'm not expecting him to have everything in his repertoire he'll learn that that will come with time but it's it's a very small failing and I'm nitpicking
0: can, can I can I be so bold as to say that you have an agenda against Harry Winks
4: absolutely not I like him but then you've got an agenda, you, you've got an agenda too because you've met him.
0: Yeah, I love him and so you much. gushed over him for, your, for the entire
4: next podcast. See, it bad about He's him. such a nice guy, though. I know he's lovely, <laughs> he's, but he's got that streak in him as well. That because um, when he first came on the scene, he was just um, he was just a name. Mm-hmm. You know, he was just like when it was eighteen eighty two, he was just someone whose name we'd, we'd sing for fun and yeah. um, winks, you know, winks. And now he's an integral part of our team, yeah. and you will continue to build. You could continue to learn. You know how
0: i think i i i i'll concede on the passing side of things. I understand there are some limitations in the way they're played uh, i think that's it though is is they they've been asked to do something which is uh, and I think their strength both dembele and and winks is about carrying the ball and finding space where there otherwise wouldn't be, which if they can find it, creates mayhem for, yeah. for the opposition uh, um, i mean he's talking about spraying the ball around and, and how important that is to be able to switch plays and how important, you know, out of their diagonal balls are is because so much of football, certainly when you're a team of quality like Spurs are and against a team like Stoke or West Brom who are going to sit back and soak up pressure, forcing them to completely shift to the other side of the pitch can cause problems and, and, and enable us to exploit.
4: Yeah, move, move teams about a bit.
0: Yeah, um, and you saw what Harry Kane did. There's, there's, there's this yeah. clip that's been going around on the internet yeah. where he took the ball down, sort of shrugged off one of their players, and just sprayed this delicious ball across the sun. Yeah, that was beautiful. It was beautiful, wasn't it? it and, was. and I think I think people that don't that maybe dismiss Harry Kane as kind of a I don't know, like a just a bog standard it's a clogger. A, you know, number nine who scores bundles of goals because he's clinical in front of goal. He's got so much more about his game than that. And, you know, Wendy talked about him being a number 10 back in the day. I don't think he is a number 10, but he can definitely do bits in, in midfield if he has to drop.
4: I think he's got a lot of um, game intelligence. And he did start out playing a little bit deeper. I wasn't sure if he was ever going to make it as a number nine, but now you can't see him in any other position. But he yeah. does have, he can play in a three behind a striker, but I don't think we're going to see that much. <laughs> he's seen him
0: playing play, play it that much in the foreseeable future. How, how, um, how, how did it make you feel that result? because like, like, you expect to beat Stoke at home, but you don't expect to really beat anyone in the Premier League. Five one, and it could have been more. Like, could have.
4: It made it made me feel good, but I think what this season has taught us is not to get too caught up in in single results. Yeah. And it's just how the team is playing up. I mean, even for the last two or three games, I'm thinking Leicester, Watford, you know, games where we didn't get positive results. I don't think we played terribly during the run at all. Um. The um, the Leicester game in particular, where I mean, especially in the second half, I thought we did enough to get a draw of some sort. Yeah. If Llorente puts that chance away, yes, it's yeah. two-two. Ericsson. and there's no crisis and Ericsson two. I don't think we played badly. I think maybe Saturday's one of those games where those chances go in.
0: Yeah, I mean that's what that, that's it. There's so, so much of football is about. I've said it so many times. I'm repeating myself, but it's like it's a game of inches, like a bit of luck or a bit. Of, You know, to strike the ball in a way that means that you curl it an inch or two inside the post and it's a different game. Um, And, you know, we're going to talk about the reaction of of, of some fans to the current stalemate at Spurs in terms of performance, but uh, not in terms of actual results. But you look at it and we're in good shape. It's just that there's another team in the Premier League that are fucking killing it. at 14 wins in the bounce, Man
4: yeah, that's, I mean, that's that's unprecedented.
0: It's a record. <coughs> Nothing, no one can do anything about that. No, Spurs, as much as you want it, are never going to be in a position. Certainly in the next couple of years, where we can put together a squad so expensive that can compete in both Champions League and and the Premier League.
4: Yeah, I feel that we're about par right now. I mean, it might be um, probably after afterthought in a sense um, yeah. after the event, but. I don't think we're necessarily our top two, three team, and we've finished there for the last couple of seasons primarily because Man United and City From are, a in, are, somewhat, are yeah. in a bit of transition. You know, if, we, if we've been honest about it, mm. this season um, City are where they should be given what they spend. Um, United the same. So,
0: but even even um, even uh, fuck it. What was I going to say? Let's I mean, even Chelsea are not doing as well. Yeah, yeah sorry, that was exactly it. The Chelsea are not doing as well this year. Conte said "Look, we can't cope, our squad can't cope with Champions League football and Premier League football. You can't play the same team week in, week out. You know, it, you've got to be realistic.
4: I mean, I mean, they've loaned out a lot of their teams, so I guess that,
0: you know... That and, sure. he, and he chose to give away Diego Costa as well, essentially.
4: Yeah, I don't think Costa wanted to play for them, but there's... Um, there's players I can't remember at the moment. I mean, that, Zuma on Saturday played quite well, but I don't think Zuma's going to, would, would make Chelsea... Well, they not. got rid
0: of Chalabar, didn't they? Yeah, Chalabar, right. Tommy Abram, Tommy Abraham, yeah. yeah uh, players the players could streak. have
4: probably made a difference. Um, yeah, certainly he come in, yeah. Yeah, you know, and then with City, people talk about the amount of money they've spent, but you've still got to go out there and win games. It's, you know, you can put those 11 men on the same pitch, but, you know, they've heard the old Ford, the thing, and he's a checkbook manager, but he still has to go out there... Put a team together to win these games and he's improved Sterling and Stones. You know, he's a very good manager.
0: Yeah, I mean, he definitely gets benefited by the situation he's put himself in, but there's a special type of skill in managing a team of that quality, those many kind of egos, but also the expectation that comes with that. Yeah. He, there's no. Guardiola, when going into these games, he has no room for, for failure. He has to win them. He has to be. You know, if they don't win the league this year, with the investment, I'm not sure they would get rid of him. But you've got to ask a question: Is you know, is this you know, he, how have you failed despite the, the massive investment that's gone into that football club? No, exactly. Up? I mean,
4: in mean, Barcelona, he took over a team and he got rid of um, Deco and Eto, you know, players who were a big part of the, the Ricard team. Mm. And the team he's joined now, they're players under Pellegrini. You think people like Clichy and Sagna, yeah, are players who aren't really elite at the time, at that particular time. And yet, you know, get rid of them, rebuild with a lot of money, with a lot of assistance. But he's, as I said earlier, I think he's done, done a brilliant job.
0: Um, just going back to the, the, the deep-line midfielders and, and who, who fills up them roles. If we're playing a team like Stoke, who we know are going to come and try and uh, you know, make things difficult and sit back and hit on the break and that kind of thing. Do we even need someone like Dyer or Wanyama in that defensive midfield
4: um, probably not. To cope. But then if, if Ranyama's fit and Dyer's fit and everyone's fit, you'd probably put Ranyama there, maybe put Deli and Eriksson, just maybe in front of them, mm. just have um, just attack, full on attack. When, when um, Lamella is fully fit, maybe him, um, Lamella, Son, and Ericsson in the three with Kane up front, Deli playing deep, or Eriksson playing deep and Deli further up. Mm. Now, these are the options available
0: to us. And I think it's time that we need to talk about Son. Oh, yeah. Son. Because I think I genuinely think that that, that people uh, Spurs fans rate him, but outside of Spurs, he isn't rated because of his ethnicity. I think <laughs> <laughs> I, I genuinely think pe- like people. <laughs> see, I must <almost laughs> water all over them. I, I genuinely think that people dismiss him because of uh, he's South Korean. I don't think. It's I, I fucking do. <laughs> I, I think like I, I, I think that players from that region of the world have to be super good in order to be rated. And they'll get dismissed easily. But I want to put it on record in saying that he's as reliable as you can expect from a, a professional footballer. And that he's delivering week in, week out. Every time he gets to go, like Stoke and Applewell, you'd expect him to do well against, but not all of them did. Like Ericsson was okay against those two teams. Yes. Uh, well, he didn't play against Applewell, to be fair, but uh, Stoke, he, was, he was decent, Ericsson.
4: I wouldn't use reliable as a word to. To call Son, I think his form's reliable. We can rely on the fact that he's going to hurt other positions. The, the thing is Son, you don't know his, he doesn't know what he's going to do next. The opposition don't know what he's going to do next, and there's a bit of a wild card from that point of view, and that's that, what and that's what we need in our team. But I, don't, I think that's dismissive of his, of his ability. Oh, he's got plenty of ability. I'm not. I'm not downplaying it. But sometimes, as Son, if he has a lot of time to make a decision, he kind of fucks up.
0: Maybe. I mean, all right, but. I, yeah, okay But tell me something let, let, positive he does then
4: Let me caveat this Yes He has please. to start Okay He has to start every game though Because Because he... he's a fucking brilliant footballer <laughs> he's And he's, been... in, he's in great form And It's just um, it's, it's
0: just his willingness to attack the fullback
4: Yeah, I mean last season was the coming out party for him The first season Was a mixed bag injuries and, and all of this but Last season he got 21 goals And that's, that's, not, you know, that's How's he doing that's amazing.
0: How? Do you know Did you no, pick it up? up? Not, not got the numbers for him, but um, that goal gets Well on the left hand, with, with, with the left foot. Like the way he struck yeah. the ball, his technique, his his striking ability is fucking brilliant. It's very very good. But more important, his his ability to cause mayhem down that left hand side when he's running, the, the, he, might, he gets full backs kittens. He really does, and they know that if they give him an opportunity to strike the ball, he's going to make the keeper work. We saw against Dortmund, an amazing goal he scored in both fixtures. Yeah, you know, um, against Well, that left foot that shot Cullen shot in, in you know he's he's a dangerous dangerous footballer and he's so happy all the time
4: I think the good thing well for many people now is now Son's in this kind of form We won't see Sissoko starting many games because I think while Son was finding his feet he didn't have the greatest start to the season but you know now he's back to where he was last season I think it's likely we'll see less of Sissoko starting
0: games I was speaking in the pub to a guy who, who works for a company called Planet Football lovely geezer, Mark um he had uh, planned an article uh, th- uh, saying uh, Moussa Soko will be the next cult hero at Tottenham. Um, I've along with that. But uh, have we moved beyond, as a club, t- to get beyond cult heroes? We don't need cult heroes anymore, we just need heroes.
4: No, um, I think it's... It's you know, probably just me being a bit sentimentalist. You know, we, Every week we get questions in the how fucking shit is Sissoko, he should be sold, he's crappy, he costs £30 million. but... Sometimes, you know, I mean, as I said all those episodes ago, he, he is a bit, he's like modern art to a degree. Yeah. He's, he's fucking awful to watch sometimes, but he's been, he's been effective. And I think he may
0: become a car hero. When he gets the goal, maybe the whole state will forward help. Is it a problem <laughs> that when he, ran, when he ran through against, uh, who's we, who, against Watford, and he ran through? that there wasn't a single Spurs fan out there that thought that, that there was any chance that this ball was going in the net. That's yeah. an issue, isn't it? Well, it's like Zakora when he was free against um, Was, it, was it Chelsea. Yes, right, in the league it, cup exactly final. that. Exactly that. You have no faith <laughs> at all. And maybe, is he feeding off our... Uh, on, on some sort of kind of... another plane's feeding off our negative energy towards him?
4: I don't know, we've got... I, I feel that people take football a bit too seriously mm.
0: sometimes. Um, oh, sometimes, fucking all the time.
4: You know, and... The reason I don't tear shreds of Sissoko is that, you no, know, he is what he is. He's got a certain skill set. He's there as a for the for the chaos factor more than anything else. Yeah, you'll play anywhere you tell
0: him. I just want and him to have t- that well, one game, T. That one game where he just smashes it up like everything he hits goes into the net. He just needs. Well, yeah, I think the, I think the goals are lacking. I mean, he played well against Real Madrid away. Yeah, he did. he did. He did. He did. There is a footballer in him. I think that, that again, there are assumptions about him. I'm going to say it because of where he's from in the world. <laughs>
4: For fuck's sake!
0: <laughs> just, I just do. I just think that I think everyone needs to lighten up a little bit. Don't get me wrong. He's like it, it, it appears that he's not nowhere near good enough to get to get into our team. But Pochettino trusts him, so I trust him. That's that's where I stand in him. But I just think people have to enjoy football, man. I think it's easy to there, it when some... you're winning, though, isn't
4: it? Yeah, but. Don't get too down when you lose games, and don't go O two 2 when you're winning a few games. The last two seasons have been they've been a fucking feast, and now we're in, I wouldn't say a famine, but this is probably the stickiest one we have had since Pochettino's been our manager. No, there was a period
0: and, a couple of years ago, when I think we had, we had something like 10 to 13 games. Yeah, I think Toby was injured, or Kane was injured. Yeah, well, we didn't but, get a result, or we, had, we picked up a couple of... But
4: we, we, we didn't come from... We didn't. It yeah. wasn't a high four. Yes.
0: When that yes. Happened. Yes.
4: Now we've finished second. Now we've finished third. Now we're in the Champions League. Yeah. And I guess the feeling among our, among our fans is that we're going to be a Champions League regular for the next few years. Mm. And having these kind of runs unacceptable for for a team of those ambitions, I suppose. It's a
0: question from Jason White on Facebook. He says, "Does Delhi deserve to be stro- dropped?" Absolutely not.
4: I thought you played all right a lot on Saturday.
0: Yeah. No. I, yeah. No. I don't. I don't see a world in. in I can't see how we drop him and, and how we improve the team if we do.
4: He's 21 years old. He's going to... I mean, he was honest to him. I've done it before the Apple roll game when he was at the press conference of Potts and he said, you know, I'm my own worst critic. I know I've not reached the heights of last season. But, um... No, I just think this is the time when the players need your support. Yeah. Delhi ali has got this kind of, um... Persona, this kind of um, aura around him that he's arrogant, and he's a bit of a cunt. I'm going to say and it. I think our Just d- cause it's cause <laughs> ethnicity.
0: <laughs> I think his ethnicity might be a part of it too. Barry wins. No he's, one saying this about Barry
4: wins. He's young, black, and beautiful, so people don't want to see him shine. They don't want to see black excellence
0: in our team. Yeah, but they want to keep the black brother down. That's what I feel like a little bit. But,
4: but no, I think I think with um. Del Ali is, is a very difficult person to read. He's been through a lot growing up, and there's been rumours that there's some issues in his personal life. don't know what, what they are. It's probably why, maybe when he scored against Burnley, he didn't celebrate. But I think if Dirty Ali, we've got to keep the faith, and we shouldn't be looking to sell him or drop him anytime soon.
0: Did you check out the Champions League draw? I did indeed, yes. So you're aware
4: of who we drew? Yes, I'm very aware. Yeah, we've him in pre season. How do you feel about it? Um, I thought we we're gonna I, smash them. I times. don't feel. I don't feel strongly. Do you not way? feel like you're gonna smash them?
0: Um, I, feel like we, I should. we should. Any team we face in the Champions League, I think we've got a very good chance. They've got to be fucking breaking it, have not they? Like, this is not a good draw, draw for Juve. No, they didn't want us. They my, wanted Shaktar the next like we wanted Shaktar. My
4: my concern is that um, my concern is a, is a winter break that these European teams have. Yeah. So come February, they may be fresher <laughs> than us. We might have um. I don't think they even do a the Cup replays anymore. I'm so sure someone will correct me. Yeah, yeah. But you know, we're not in the League Cups, we don't have the two legged semi. But January is quite a congested time of year for English football. And that's and with a small squad, with Toby out to February, as we'll talk about in a bit. Yeah. I do have a I'm a little bit apprehensive, but we can beat anyone in Europe on our day. Absolutely. A, and we'll have Le Mello back in the squad. Uh, that's important. Because he wasn't eligible for the group stages that Yeah, day, that's so true.
0: Dretton a uh, lot of Spurs fans out there will be excited about that. The ones you like Lamella, yeah, the ones you don't know. <laughs> and and what, the people that don't like Lamella, is, I, I'm going to say it. I think, <laughs> I think it might be because,
4: you know, he, he's... <laughs> I think it's more of a sexuality thing than, yeah. than where he's from. Yeah. People seem to think he's a bit of a... Yeah. He, he, well, I don't know. They, they've, they've got issues with him that he's a bit preening and all the rest of it, but
0: yeah,
4: I like him. I think for the Fabregas stamp... He's a cult hero for that.
0: Yeah, and I, and I watched back this video—the video, the video of, uh, of that night in at Stamford Bridge where um, you know we drew to all Spurs fans. Spurs players lost their head, but there's there's like a compilation of um, the fouls that were committed, and it was beautiful. Like God bless Mark Clattenberg. Like God bless him, because without him we wouldn't have had the opportunity to in, to, to, to inflict that much. Brutality on that Chelsea like They they were like every single chance. Like Harry Kane was even involved. Yeah. Lamella was all over. Like Walker was smashing. Into the, look on, the look on Dyer's face.
4: Yeah, you know, it's a bit like um, he, when, when he's he, done
0: his second one. He's just walking off. He up just smile, grab, he's smiling his face. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like there's something like I get love. Like, we talked about this before, but there was something beautiful about that evening. You know, it did it did fuck up. So, but we'd lost the league before then. Like even they, they were like seven points clear at that point.
4: Yeah, um, I think the red Kuiper is all that for Leicester.
0: Yeah, it, what?
4: they'd rolled out the red carpet for Leicester a lot of teams are rolling over against them and the referees were giving them
0: decisions as well that's fine Look, but that was like a little tiny win if you're a certain if you're you're in if you're a certain way inclined and you you think about football in a certain way like you're talking about Alex Richens way of looking at football you know there there was there was a moral victory in that and the fact that um, we came out like a fucking mental like head case cunts that were ready to if we ain't going to win this then we're going to take some legs
4: I think we grew up
0: about that that night. Yeah. And it showed that, you know, we are there for the fight. So uh, how, do you, how do you feel about the Juventus tie? Because obviously we could have we could have drawn uh Shaktar We could have
4: drawn PSG, didn't we? I mean to draw PSG. Uh
0: yes. So yes, if they we'd finished
4: second that would have been like, could have been us.
0: That could have been us and that would I'd have been less <laughs> optimistic. <laughs> do you know if it's mad that like Paris like Paris Saint Germain have probably the most exciting team in Europe yeah, it's, it's it's a crazy thing because the, the French league isn't is considered probably the fifth strongest in Europe.
4: Yeah, but there seems to be a conveyor belt for talent. But it yeah. does seem a bit weird. But Paris is a, one of the major cities in the world, let alone Europe. Mm. And I guess if any if any club's going to be financially doped, it, it would be them. Mm. Uh, you know, they've got Mbappe, Neymar, and Cavani. Did you, you know, they're see exciting.
0: In, in the league game the other day? Mbappe um, he registered a pace that was only. Uh, it, it was only like half a second below Usain, Usain Bolt's 100-metre world record. Me. And he was running with a football. <laughs> That's terrifying, isn't it? That is insane. I've not, I've not,
4: seen, I've not seen loads and loads of, of Mbappe. When we played Monaco, he wasn't in the team. So I didn't get a good look at him. No, then. that's true, yeah. He only came into the team after Christmas. So no, we had... We had, get, um, they, had uh, they had... Lamar, they had Falcao. Falcao, that's right. Bernardo, Silva. Yeah. So I didn't get a good look at, um, at Mbappé. But that, that draw could have been us. I do not think about Juve. Well, it's as good as it could have been. I mean, it could have been, Yeah, I think it's a, it's a very winnable the game.
0: Their defence isn't <laughs> what it was. Um, they lost Banucci, uh, He's gone to AC Milan. Yeah, and he's um, not doing that well there. No, he's not doing... Uh, AC Milan are in bits, really. I you hear this rumour about Rino you know, Raola. He's engineering yeah. a, a, a conversation where Donnarumma will be able to leave. He's just signed a new contract. Yeah, to do Donnarumma will be able to leave at the yeah, end of the BFG. season uh, for a free because the the clause aspect of the contract wasn't signed by the player and the agent. So there's this, some sort of loophole that this super agent Raiola. That that's, that's horrible. I mean, I mean, but but this is a this is a, this is a, an agent who wants to sign Dele Alli. Yeah, and it's rumoured to, to happen in, in, in the, the whatever it is, eighteen months left.
4: Yeah, I think Daily Ali probably realised that he's got a lot of potential, not just on the pitch, but off. He's quite marketable. He speaks well. He's good looking. Yeah. There's a Vajidas, I think there's a, a promo with Pogba the other day. You know, he's very yeah. likable from that point of view. From terms of from a media point of view. Can
0: I ask you? Would you sell? Would you sell Ali before Rayola gets a chance to, to get his claws into him? just to just get, get rid of the potential problems that are there? Um, no. So someone I'll, came in and said that oh, he's £120 million.
4: I want Ali to be at Spurs for, for as long as possible. It's I understand, I understand your, your way of thinking that if we get a certain amount of money for him, we should just take it, but I'm not in the Russell Salonian. It's going to be know.
0: a circus if that geezer gets hold of Ali. It'll be a it, will, it will circus. be, but
4: it was a circus for Gareth Bale. I think yeah. and he had Rooney's bloke Stratford. Yeah. So... There's going to be a circus when he leaves. But if he has a good World Cup, then maybe that will trigger it.
0: Did you Did you see um, <coughs> see the players that were linked? Uh, what's it, who's the guy who runs uh, football dot London? Alistair Gold. Alistair Gold. He he said there's a list of uh, Spurs, on Spurs's hit list of players. There was Modric, Bale, Zaha, the Barkley, Cessin Young, Gomez. There's, there's Lanzini,
4: Gomez, list. Gomez. Which Gomez? Andre Gomez from Barcelona. Um, Richarlison is on the list as well. But there's, um, there's an issue with us buying foreign players with regards to the Champions League squad. So, so um, uh,
0: if if we were to be able to pick up, say, two of those seven or eight, who would you pick up? I mean, who would you be happy with? Would you? All right, okay. The less the least the lesser fancy players in that list are probably Barkley and Sesenyon because of his age. Would you be happy with those two acquisitions in January? Fairly, fairly,
4: because um, they'd both be eligible for the Champions League. I don't think we'd learn Sessingon back. He's just signed
0: a new contract, as so it cost a fair amount of money. Mm. Um, that's good for Fulham, though, because they, they need to protect it. I think still there'll be clauses in that for big clubs.
4: Yeah, I'd imagine Rose would have to leave for us to sign Sessingon. I reckon. Do I mean, the bloke's called a hat trick
0: from left back. That's just fucking, fucking mad. madness, isn't it? Like they should ban him, like <laughs> stop him from playing football. That's fucking ridiculous. Like if you don't sign from Spurs, I hope he never plays football again. I agree. Is that too much? I oh, yeah, agree. Good. Yeah, good. Um, if we don't sign him in, Ben Chilwell, Leicester. Yeah, he, he's a bad man. He sounds
4: like Ashley from Phone Shop. I can't get over every time I hear his name, I think of Ashley from Phone Shop. Why? What? Because he's just like him in like Newman. Does it? Wa- he? wa- gua- gua- Newman. He's like that. I didn't you know what he speaking. not even on TV. You won't hear it. But uh, ow. there was a FIFA thing. <laughs> And he was playing with um Jack Grealish. who's like got for, for a strong, brummy accent. Yeah, he's like, yeah, well, go on blood? Yeah, what you playing FIFA? Yeah, yeah, let's play two games. Yeah, and you see, it was like, Is a, that,
0: he just, looks like he looks like. <laughs> He looks like a, a respected, kind of, English boy from a fucking like well-to-do family. He looks uh, like a, a, I, a, think from, a I
4: think it's from Milton Keynes. You've got to ask Ricky about him, really. But, um, no, it would, would be a good sign. He's done pretty well. He's been highly rated. He's linked to um, a lot of top clubs. Out
0: of the two, though. Like, I mean, the thing is, he, Chilwell's done it in the Premier League. Um, <coughs> Yong has done absolute fucking bits in in, um, in the Championship. Yeah. You've got to be exce- most excited by Yong, though, I guess.
4: Yeah, I think he'd fill a lot of gaps for us. I think in the attacking third, we're playing the same players over and over again. There's not much variety. So Barkley and Sassignon would represent something how, how of, about, a, of, a, of a shift. How about Zaha instead? Um, or or, or as well? I don't think we can go wrong. We can't go far wrong with Zaha, Lanzini, Mahrez, Barkley, Sessignon. We can't go wrong with any of them, really. I genuinely think
0: <clears> that Zaha has something very special in his locker. Yeah, he likes uh, to dive, so I like that. Ball uh, well, a lot of piss I just I mean I, me too definitely I'm, I'm on board with that but I, I think he's actually actually got something special with the football I think he's there's an amazing footballer in there and Spurs could be the one to, to get we're a
4: out ve- we're a very slow team and I noticed this at, at last week against Dirk we're a very very slow team so you know Zaha on they'd represent pacey players and I think that would be moving in the right direction
0: Okay, lovely. Alright, that's it for the first half of the Fighting Got Podcast. We've got some questions and bits and pieces. This after Wendy. Windy, to the fucking
1: I see you, got back. Hi, this is Windy back with the weekly youth update, looking at our young players and players out on loan. Starting off the Loneys, Connor Ogilvy played 78 minutes as Gillingham lost 2-1 at Plymouth. Saltash Spurs on Twitter went along to that game and he reported back that Ogilvy wasn't that great and that League One looked about his level. Tom Glover was on the bench once again for Central Coast Mariners as he returns from injury. Josh Odommer played 90 minutes as a second striker for Villa in their 0-0 draw with Millwall. Their fans were quite critical of him post-match, but he did create four chances, which is double the next highest creators. And Cameron Carter-Vickers was dropped to the bench for Sheffield United. They lost 2-1 at home to Bristol City. Moving on to the youth teams, the under-19s beat Apoel 4-1 last week. Goals came from Rio Griffiths, Marcus Edwards, Jaffet Tanganga and young Riddell Richards, who came on up front. And it was a really good performance by all accounts in this match. With uh, Sterling promoted to the first team squad, obviously, Griffiths came in and apparently did himself proud with a really strong performance. The under eighteens drew four all with Chelsea on Saturday. They were four two ahead at one point. Uh, the goal scorers in that game. Rio Griffiths to get on the score sheet, he scored two, TJ Ayoma and an own goal. Uh, Scott Parker seemed overall fairly pleased with the performance and the fortnight period that this young team have had. He said the boys tried to manage the game, it was a London derby, a lot on it. Chelsea have only lost one game this season in the league, so it was always going to be a tough game, and I've got nothing but pride in the boys for how they performed. That's it for this week. If you're interested in more young players, follow me on Twitter, at Windy That's coys for Come On You Spurs.
0: Thank you very much, Windy. Once yes. again, legend. we uh, would definitely, definitely, 100% get the right Windy update. Yeah, um,
4: that, that boycott was quite funny. What was that? Yeah, a couple
0: of weeks ago, just boycotted it, so I'm not doing it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. no, he's a fun, funny guy, Any Windy? It's moody, though. Yeah, he can get a little, a little bit, like, a bit tetchy. Get underneath the surface, yeah. and there's all, all, all rivers of hell... Uh, behind the eyes of Windy, CHFC, Windy, whatever he is, Coys, oh, Coys, Windy Coys. Wan um, Yama back in training. Well, kind of on the road to being back in training.
4: Yeah, he's not. He's not ready for um, Brighton, but it's a good sign of him having him back.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think it is important because he offers us options. You know, in, you know, against Stoke, we probably don't need him, but against Man City at the weekend, we probably would. Um, but we're going to preview uh, that man sitting le- later in the week we and do another podcast um, Toby, uh, Owen, uh, that was a question from Owen Noble uh, Toby's due to return in February
4: Yeah, there's a setback um, There's talk of him being back for the Christmas period And he's had a small setback And he's not back until the Juve and Arsenal games
0: Hamstrings can be a fucking pain in the arse
4: Yeah, it's um, it's an it's a it's absolute it bummer
0: is it what it is? What it is, I mean, his quality, um, we're, we're going you know, to... In January, isn't it important for us maybe to pick up another centre-back or do we not need to worry about it?
4: Do we well, play fourth <clears throat> back
0: and... We may see more fourth than we initially wanted to.
4: Well, more than What a tiny. Yeah, he looks like he can be blown by a gust of wind.
0: Mm, I'm going to say it. It's probably because <laughs> he's small and white. <laughs> All right. He's taller than both of us. But, he looks, but he, he's He's as tall as... It's taller than Danny Rose, but he looks weak. He does, he does look a bit weak,
4: but he likes to dribble the ball. I like, I like how he looks on the ball. Mm-hmm. Maybe we can get... Maybe, I don't know, maybe we can recall Carter Vickers, but I don't know if Carter Vickers is Premier League quality. I think Windy said in his update that some of the Sheffield United fans aren't over the moon of him, so...
0: Really? Because the, the the period in... They, kind of, they were, they were like, he's yeah. football, footballing sense. I kind of... I don't know. I'm, I'm not going to write off another youth footballer and uh, but these embarrass guys, myself these, like these, these
4: are young players. These are 20-year-olds. They're, yeah. they're not going to have a, a high bar for an entire season or even for half a season. You know, similar with Deli Ali. I mean, the easy. okay, he's had two very good seasons at Spurs and he's going to hit a bit of a slump. you just got to be be patient with younger players.
0: Yeah, 100%. Uh, uh, Bardi wrote an article about the Poch cartel. It's uh, a lack of rotation. Actually, why don't, why don't you explain what the article was about? Um, we
4: wrote it so long ago, but the the crux of the article is that we're buying we're buying players who are not necessarily good enough to start. We're buying people who are, you know, kind of speculative sign-ins, um, in Kudu, and G and to a lesser extent Lorente. These guys you can't rely on them to, to start games and in defence it's almost the polar opposite. We bought Aurier when they've already got a good right back in Kieran Tripp, yeah. Yeah. But we wouldn't, but could we buy someone of Aurier's quality in the attack in third? We've not generally done that.
0: No. But I would say the Aurier's, the acquisition of Aurier was opportunistic. We realised that we could get the player yeah. and we wouldn't otherwise usually have an opportunity. Like if Aurier hadn't uh, punched a copper and said all that stuff about gay people, we probably wouldn't have been able to buy him. But because of his baggage, we we were.
4: Of course, not we, we many were opportunities like that. But we were looking for a right back in the, with, with Walker leaving anyway. Mm, yeah, and um, yeah, we bought Ben Davis when Danny Rose was here. Uh, we bought uh,
0: we bought Alderweireld. Trippier is a uh, you know starting right back from Burnley, but was never going to start at Spurs until yeah. we got the opportunity.
4: Well, no, of yeah. course, then we bought um, Maignan. We wasn't sure whether he was going to play. But didn't we and buy Soko bought...
0: though. The, like that was yeah, Soko one of these?
4: Yeah, we did. I mean, it's not. I wouldn't say it's a watertight. Um, no. Theory has yeah. But You do feel that we're relying Heavily on Kane, Harrison and Ali And that's partly because of um, Our signings Is that
0: what he means by Poch cartel? The, yeah The, the, the forward yeah. Players that you can trust
4: Because um, He also spoke about That there was a cartel of players Who tried to get him out Which was Lennon, Added Cabal Cabal, yeah And he got rid of them And Harry Kane stood up with him Yeah And said you know Let's back the manager Yeah And maybe he's gone Full circle with another small kicker players and people can't seem to penetrate that.
0: Yeah, I mean there, there may be something in that. I, I, I certainly, that as, as good as Eriksson, Son, Kane, Ali, as good as those players are, they're probably not the the players that could. Kane and Ericsson maybe they're, they're probably not the, t- the players that can shoot us to a, a kind of European and Cup and League double.
4: Well, I mean, it's not well, at least
0: they need to be they need to be uh, supplemented.
4: Yeah, it's not that. I think we just need people to. I mean, there can't be a huge drop off when these guys are getting injured, and that's what we're kind of suffering to a degree. Um, having Lamella back, Son finding his feet definitely helps an awful lot.
0: Mm. I'd say. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. I kind of, despite that, I kind of. I don't know. Maybe it's a weird reaction to people saying negative stuff, even in the, like Coherent, a coherent and reasonable manner he wrote
4: that after the Leicester defeat by the way so
0: yeah. <laughs> what, so you're well. saying he should be less reactionary Well, maybe grow up he wrote that in the opening paragraph grow up, yeah, up you are saying grow
4: up yeah just grow up grow up here mate yeah. Yeah. you know Spurs aren't going to win every game just deal with
0: it yeah uh, why don't you yeah. not be such a child. I thought we were going to say toaster in the bath for a second. Uh. Te- what? I thought we were going to say toaster in the bath. F- nah, why don't you do try a toaster in the bath? <laughs> I thought we were going to say that. No. Uh, has a brilliant knack of his articles of, of kind of starting off or, or kind of alluding to some sort of negativity but finally bringing it around through his writing skill. Yeah. If, if you if he if is any, a gift. He does have a great gift. He's a brilliant writer and if any, if any of you have um who haven't written or oh, sorry, haven't read articles on on the fighting cock and want to read some good football, Spurs, journalism, and then read Barley's articles because um, they are superb. I think there's
4: a Son one up today. The Cult of Son. The
0: it's Cult of Son. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's a cult player, but he deserves that cult following, I think. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, do you know what the worst thing I ever saw at White Lane? And uh, it's kind of, again, it's like tinged with racism. But t- there was a t- kind of, uh, it must have been South Korean or some sort of Ori- Oriental fan. And a Son had scored... I think he has got two goals at Spurs and some Spurs fans just found this guy, this Oriental guy, and just lifted him up on the shoulders and was going, Yeah! I mean, song! Well done! And the guy was, I mean, he was loving it, to be fair, but yeah. I kind of felt a bit awkward. I did a video on my phone and that, but other than that, I did, did feel awkward. You
4: did, yeah.
0: Sometimes think that only one of us should, both of us should be drunk when I start telling these stories.
4: <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm
0: one with teetotaler now. Lloyd Lloyd Wheatler on Twitter says, "Anyone had a shit at Wembley?" What does you mean?
4: Well, was, the, have you what's... been for dumping as well as at Wembley?
0: I've never had a poo at football ever.
4: Not think thing I have either. Uh, would would, would you be imagine... comfortable
0: pooing at football? I'd have to be really, really desperate. There was there was there was a there was a toilet in the shelf upper in, in block J where it was uh, most of it was pissing, but there was one like. Cubicle. Cubicle, which had a, like glass, you could see through the glass door. Fuck it So it was a proper old school toilet, which is what we're going to miss a lot. You know, I mean, uh, there's a lot we're going to miss about wire well, Lane, but one of those, that's up there for me.
4: Yeah, I think, I always remember body's story about having to be the first person in the entire ground because he needed to go for a poo so bad. But I just think toilets, that spurs are what, so good. Could you not
0: plan your day appropriately so that you don't end up at football need, desperately needing a poo? But some people just have issues, it? like IBS or whatever? Yeah, I understand that, I understand that. My, my favourite like, pooing story at football is Alex, who had such a hissy fit that he, he had a sit-down wee at Wembley with the door open because he didn't care. Like, he, didn't, he didn't care that people would sit down. you pulled your pants and, and, and trousers down, like, so that you, everything you can see right. all the dick, and he sat down on the toilet and had a, a sit-down wee. A like a, like a, like like women obviously are forced to do because they don't have a penis to aim. He's a very complicated human being, as Alex. He is, and, and, he, and in his head, he, he kind of formed some sort of moral high ground there. I don't know yeah. what it
4: what it was. I, I don't know. It's very bizarre.
0: Uh, so, uh, look, but I've never I've never had a shit at Wembley or or, or football in, in in general. I kind of plan my days so that I don't have to be in a situation where I'm not surrounded by loads of men drink like drunk men while I have the very kind of intimate process of pass it, passing a stool through my anus.
4: Yeah, I kind of think that um, maybe if I did go for a poo Wembley, it'd probably, you know, annoy people who do other activities than toilets.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Bjorn Havinas uh, on Facebook, he says, North London derby is on the February the 10th. First leg against Juve away is on the 13th of February. Which game is more important before that? Day before Valentine's Day. Or are you going to uh, Italy?
4: No, because I'm watching George Groves versus Chris Eubank on the Saturday.
0: Right, but if you wasn't, would you consider... But, but it? I am. <laughs>
4: okay.
0: no, I? Uh, would I? <laughs> no, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't go So, so that, is Valentine's Day quite clo- uh, like an important thing for you and um, your missus?
4: To be fair, if I really, really wanted to go to the game, I don't think she'd have an issue with it. Mm. I mean, it's on the day before Valentine's Day, so I'd get back on Valentine's Day itself. But mm. um, if I really, really wanted to go, I don't think she'd... She'd care too
0: much. Did you go to Prague? I think it was the second Prague. The second Prague, uh Savia Prague, we played them twice in two years. Did you go to the second Prague there? Two thousand seven, two no, thousand
4: am not been to as many European aways as I should have.
0: So I went and um, it was it was fucking bitterly cold, like freezing cold, like it is now in he London. made Ricky Ruer Harrington. He doesn't forget this. Oh, yeah, that's true. That that was I think that might have been Prague as well. Was it? Was it? Was he, is he told that story around Prague? Yeah. Anyway, so so we're in there and we're watching, and um, Prague ultras have, have held up this tifo with a big heart. Like this is not like ultras in Europe are supposed to be kind of axe wielding maniacs. Not yeah. fucking holding up a heart and uh, Spurs fans saying what the fucking hell was that? And you can stick, what's it? you can stick, stick red with, roses yeah. over your ass because I love Tottenham more than you. Because I love Tottenham more than you, yeah. and I was singing that. At the top of my lungs, knowing full well, a couple of hours I'd ring my bird and I'm really sorry for going to Spurs and instead. Of, I'm sorry. I mean, like, it's important to me. I'm sorry, uh, but that that was a quality moment. That was also, I think, the time where we got uh, Robbo to sing. Yeah, it might have been that time or the time before. I've got um, some good news about that. I'm just going to
4: quickly say it'd be right. a bigger issue me going to Spurs on her birthday than Valentine's. She wouldn't care about Valentine's on a birthday. Have to really yeah. Have to be really important. At what game. point
0: in a relationship where Valentine's doesn't mean anything anymore? what? what how many years in? Because it depends on, on the girl on the relationship. What in your instance? How many? Um, I'd say I'd
4: say, say, say fairly early on, but don't really do anything really
0: grandiose. I'm, I'm, I'm in a situation now. Where I think I think that she's over it, but I'm not sure. So if I say that I'm going to you to to, to Italy without her. Like I said, what are you doing for Valentine's Day? She was like, well, I don't know, it's up to you, my boyfriend, to decide. And I go, well, I'm planning to go to Italy. And she was like, oh, yeah? Well, I'll go to Italy. I'm like, oh, can't. <laughs> can't come. Because Spurs playing Juventus in Turin, I don't think she'd understand, as much as she likes Spurs.
4: Well, some people bring their girlfriends, and their girlfriends and just go out of town while the, while the game's on.
0: I think she'd love that, but I think um, I'd feel a little bit guilty about getting her a ticket in the Spurs end if... You know, given the fact that well, so not bring it to the game. i just
4: love a stay at the hotel and watch TV or whatever. Yeah, yeah, stay the there.
0: Watch Dallas. Or i go out and f- drink the football. Yeah, what's watch the Kobe's f- or something. Drink the football. Watch the football. So, what game is more important? Oh, yeah, that's the question. Um, yeah, Arsenal's more important, indefinitely.
4: Arsenal's more important because as long as you don't get stuffed four or five in the first leg, just we been, can yeah. d-
0: just, just, just avoid defeating and getting away goal. And we've just been we've been just been beaten by Arsenal. Like, we can't have them doing the double over us. Oh fuck! No. We can qualify for the Champions League again. We will under Pochettino. It won't be a problem. I had to get a couple of tickets for that game today. Fuck! Didn't yeah. realise it was that close. Yeah, uh, it's um, you know, yeah. It, for me, Arsenal will always be. Juventus mean absolutely nothing to me. The Champions League. In the grand scheme of things, means nothing to me. If we beat Juventus and go through to the last eight against, and, and we draw, we could draw anyone. We could draw Liverpool, Man City, Man United. That none of that means anything. Arsenal game is the only thing that's important to me. Ditto. I've um, got a bit of a, a weird, weird question. This wasn't even from. Um, was this the one you sent in now? WhatsApp group.
4: Yeah, it wasn't. A, it wasn't a direct question, but someone quoted it.
0: Go
4: on, you and, um, To kind of ask our, our feelings on what this bloke said, it says, can I ask at what point people stop buying into this building something special ideology that has rammed down our throats? If any, other, if any other manager had gone four years without winning anything, there would be uproar, hashtag got us where they want us, making money while producing no
0: trophies. I mean, there's so, I mean, there's so much there that you can go against. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, you did kind of ask, if, well, you know, what what do people
4: who are not 100% happy with the uh, regime think?
0: Um, I mean, my question would be, what do people that are not 100% happy with, and it's not a regime, you've got a, a football manager, it's not like... It's not like a, a fucking political front on a, a group of people. It's like a football manager who just the club playing in a certain way. Anyway, look, I, I think um, my, my 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 answer to that isn't. It's what what what's the alternative? Like, if you're not happy with Pochettino, what's the alternative? Like, think, what do
4: you want? I don't think it's necessarily about Pochettino. It's probably more about leaving. Okay. <clears throat>
0: in which case, what do you want? Do you want a rich Arab to come in and just give you all the success in the world?
4: Yeah, I think I, I think I guess in
0: what is maybe getting at. Is,
4: you know, we needed to really push on and we bought Sissoko. We needed to really push on. Well, we spent £30 million.
0: Forget that it was about was And we
4: spent, we needed to push on this season after finishing second. Then we bought Lorente, who some are saying are worse than Janssen. Janssen's not coming back, by the way.
0: So, um. Some say, like uh, Bardi says, I don't think anyone else has ever said that about it being worse than Jansen.
4: A couple of people kind of co signed him after the, after the miss against, who was it? Apparel or Dortmund, one of the two. So, um. A of
0: people were being very reactive.
4: <laughs> I I, mean, I I don't agree I don't agree that the clubs going nowhere and even that we're going backwards I think Alistair Gold did a tweet where where a couple of points ahead of River we this time last season uh, behind
0: two two points behind ahead I don't know no, I think it was
3: anyway go on.
4: um and he says you know it's awesome I don't I wouldn't say it's necessarily awesome I don't think we've gone backwards at all. We've got the Champions League run has to count for something. You can't just ignore that and say, "Well, you know, we've lost to Leicester. We're losing these games. We're not, when, you know, we're not we're not barnstorm. We're not smashing teams anymore." And um, I, I don't know. It's like the more we get, the more we want. You know, we finished third and second. Well, why aren't we winning the league? Why aren't we competing to win the league? When Postino took over, you know, this is a. It was a fucking dream for us to even. We never shot up in the league, so um...
0: I kind of feel like, by like people. Honestly speaking, like if you're you're in a position where you're you're lucky enough to dream about winning the league, because Pochettino is there. Yeah. To to question the fact that he he should he shouldn't be or the question the fact that he should be the Spurs manager and he shouldn't be replaced. You're you're in that position because of what Pochettino's done.
4: It took it took Alex Ferguson five years to win a trophy. Okay, go on to this twenty seven, twenty eight years ago. But Actually, I
0: think the problem is, I understand why this is in the running order, and I do, and I understand why it's a discussion point. But you're giving air to people that it's, nothing good comes from some from the seeds of um, this kind of negativity. To be fair, you have kind of asked people to kind of write in. Yeah, no, all people
4: right, who people who. Well not 100% on the Levy bus or so on the Poch bus, what, what do they think? And, no, I you know that, I have. Um, but I regret that. <laughs> well, that's, that's, this, that's exactly what we're going to get, though. Um, I don't know, it's, it's difficult, really. We're buying players on the last day. I believe um, Pochettino may have said in the press that we should be buying players earlier. Oh, yeah, yeah. But he seemed happy to go along with us buying Sissoko on the last day, buying Maybe um, the, the, of, of, the last of, day. Maybe he understands
0: the of buying a footballer.
4: Yeah, because he's the manager now. Normally, he's just a coach, but he's actually the manager. He's actually part. He's got more of a, of a hand in the transfer policy. So mm. I, I, I don't know.
0: I, I, it's not. I, I think what, we, what you mentioned about asking people to write in and whatnot. Ask, I, I, I want them to write in with a solution that's better than what we've got currently. That's what I want. I want to hear. I don't want to hear people moaning for the sake of moaning. I'm happily, and I, I, we get people on the podcast if they've got something to say that means that. There is a better solution to what we've currently got. That's what I want to hear. Like people moaning that Pochettino hasn't won anything, it's fine. You're, you're, you're fine to give that massive statement without having to, to to kind of give evidence to why you're making that statement. So this guy said, Well, he hasn't won anything. Okay, find me a solution that makes sense, that, that removes Pochettino from, from our football club, and we find the new manager, new coaching setup, new scouting network. Uh, and uh, a new, brand new understanding with our chairman. Find, tell me what that is, who that person is, and how that would work. And I'll be like, all right, well, fair play. You can come on the podcast and we can do it. We can talk about it. But just to go on Twitter in 140 characters or whatever it is, 320 characters now, to just say he's he's not good enough. He hasn't won the league. He hasn't won any trophies. That isn't enough. That's you don't get like you don't get my not my opinions worth anything, but you don't get my attention in any real form if you're just saying he hasn't won, won enough. Anyone out there, I challenge anyone, anyone to come on the... F- why are you asking this? I don't want people on the pod saying these bad things. No, no, but it, it, <laughs> know, If someone can explain to you coherently why we're better off without Pochettino and with a, a new manager, and it makes sense to you, that's progressive. I that's
4: no, I, I'm a bit I'm a bit like... Um, no, I'm, a bit, I'm a bit 1984.
0: Yeah, you I don't want to hear that blindly shit. followed. Yeah, I don't want to hear that shit, man. I don't want to hear this double thing called... Whatever the fuck it's called. I forgot what it's called in the book. But, um... I don't even think, think that would be a fascinating conversation to have with someone who has, genu- genuinely has a legitimate plan for how we could be better. There are better... Ma- than just being... There pooking, are... Puking online.
4: There are likely... Chairman... Who could maybe get more out of the club than
0: leave. I don't know who they are. What, do, but, what, does, what does that mean, like, more out of a club?
4: Well... Maybe they can make a better okay. decisions in terms of buying buying players. And pushing them. maybe Poch is a perfect manager for him in that. Poch will make do with what he has. and he has done. Um he's made he's made a a proper um, in, England international right back out of Trippier. He's made a very good left back out of Ben Davies. Um, Ali is a made. superstar. Rose. Walker and Rose. He's a, you know he's kind of made a sort person out of ear, And that's music to leave his ears. With. Leave he's not necessarily gonna.
0: But the wages. as well, because we're benefiting from these performances from these players. Well, I think Aria's been a bit of a mixed bag. He should have been sent
4: off against Aperol, but that's another,
0: that's another debate altogether. And another should have been sent off as well. He's, he's a rat yeah. the most extreme. <laughs> like, I love him, but of course he's just calmed down a little bit. I love the fact me. that he had his top off and he did the handshake with Son at the end of the game. Yeah. And like He's like, he's forgetting the fact he's that he's nearly just like... He's got some ridiculous calves, though. Fucking hell. Yeah.
4: I'm almost as big as Ricky's. Uh,
0: no, nah. whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's not, let's not get crazy. All right, uh, that's it for the first uh, well, first half, the, ho- the whole of the Fighting God podcast. Thank you very much for joining us. T has to go and meet his mate. And um, I just need to go home. Uh, thank you, T, for coming down. You're, you're welcome. You're always with me, my brother. Um, I try uh, to be. And I love you. I love you more. So, so deeply. immensely. <laughs> we'll see you uh, later on in the week for another episode of the Fighting God podcast. Till then, Come on, you spurs! Bye.
3: This
0: <laughs> thing, he's longer the with dog. big dog. He is. I'm not a big dog. You are. I'm just a main
3: dog.